0: Reformation Fellowship provides support and fellowship to all who would stand for the reformation of Christ's church worldwide. We long to see the church revitalized by the gospel and seek to encourage all who share that vision. We gather together for gospel-hearted fellowship around gospel-minded theology. We are a ministry of unity. Greetings and welcome back to the Reformation Fellowship Podcast. We're so glad you've joined us. As we say here at Union, we hope that everything we do causes you to delight in God, grow in Christ, serve the church, and bless the world. We are in our second conversation with Dr. Natalie Brand, tutor for women at Union School of Theology in the UK. And we're excited because today we're talking with her on the subject of why women should study theology, and how church leadership can lead the way in that. It's an important topic. If you missed last week when we talked about union with Christ and the way it fuels gospel ministry, please go back and listen to that. But you will not want to miss today's conversation. Let's get started. Natalie, welcome back to the Reformation Fellowship podcast for this second conversation.
1: Thank you very much for having me. It's great.
0: Yeah, we had a great, for our listeners, we had a great conversation last episode on Union with Christ. If you missed it, really want to encourage you to go back and listen to that one. But today we're going to be talking about women and theology, and maybe the the provocative question of should women study theology to, to guide our conversation. But I think where we're going to go is looking at women in the study of theology and also how the church can lead the way in in making that possible and opening those opportunities up and and encouraging that. So Natalie, I'm really excited about this topic. Would you be willing to share a little of your own journey into the study of theology?
1: Yes, yes. Thank you. Um yeah, so I became a believer quite late, like in my I was 20 when I became a believer and I really wanted to serve the church. I wanted to throw myself fully into the work of God and what he was doing uh, in, in the world um couldn't get enough of church and so it made sense to be there all the time so that was what I wanted to do perhaps as a youth worker so I went to Bible college to to facilitate that so I could hmm. be involved in full-term ministry but hmm. I ended up staying um for a long long time the Lord gave me a real passion and desire and ability in theological study I was interested in going into missions as well so that was something I was thinking about going working with Muslims but actually I did really badly in all my missions modules <laughs> and did and did well in my systematic stuff um and found that actually that was where my my interests really really lay so yeah so I so I carried on and I did the BA and the and the masters and then I married that together with some uh, missionary work in the UK amongst Muslims and then and then the Earl Davis, who was the, the the provost or the principal of, of Union back in that day, told me to come back and do the PhD. And, and so, so I did. So actually I had the unusual journey that I was really encouraged by by men in, in church leadership to, to, to study. Mm-hmm. Whereas I know that's not been the journey for many women. Many women that I'm involved with at Union um, are uh, having a new kind of lease of encouragement because for many years they feel that they were discouraged from... serious theological study Um, so that whole question of why should women study theology is a really pertinent one if if you look at those within kind of more of a complementarian conservative arena because for many of them they have been discouraged but yeah my journey was an unusual one in the sense that yeah I went to union and just carried on studying and just couldn't get enough and that was obviously what the Lord had for me and he's been using me and graciously since that.
0: Yeah. So your your journey in terms of study included a lot of formal study.
1: Yeah.
0: And w- when we think about studying theology at all, we people may have different ideas of what that means, right? But it's it's not a one size fits all undertaking, is it? What What are some other as you look out at how particularly women are starting to become serious about theology studying? What What's that look like in different contexts?
1: Yeah, it's such a good question. I think um, in some senses theology does fit you know one size does fit all in the sense that theology is the study into the nature of god and his salvation Mm -hmm. and so if that's what it is then we're all doing that Mm -hmm. or not and so when we read our bibles we're doing theology when we teach our kids from the new city catechism we're doing theology when we're doing bible studies with a load of women we're doing theology whether we're you know teaching about trinitarian theology and a seminary we're doing theology so as Christians, John Owen was really great on this. He said theology is, is the study of, of God, but with faith. So mm-hmm. the PhDs in theology that you find in academic institutions and yeah, they don't love the Lord, they're not doing theology. You have mm-hmm. to be, theology is the study of God with that faith and that love for him. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's only then the vocation of the Christian. So in some senses, we're all doing theology if we are a Christian, but I think that the important thing is what, what is your journey? And are you journeying in your love and your knowledge for the Lord? Or are you just happy with your kind of pew knowledge of the Lord? Are you pushing hard and digging deeper? Are you gaining in more and more knowledge of the, inter- the eternal, infinite God? Um, are you hungry to learn more of him and to gain more knowledge of him? So that's the question. How far do you want to go? Are you happy to stay static? Or do you want to push harder? And it's been such a privilege for me in the last 10 years to see women who are really hungry for, mm. for theology and for truth. And they, reading women's Bible studies is not enough for them. They want to pick up big, meaty theological books and ask the hard questions. And yeah, so I, I would say everyone's journey is different. But I think we all need to undertake this vocation and make sure that we're not always
0: comfortable in it. Yeah, that's, um, that's a that's a great challenge to all of us. Uh, both that theology is is uh, the study of God with faith. So may may the Lord grant that we we all <laughs> approach it that way. Um, but also the, the challenge to take the next step, and that's kind of what I'd I'd like to to talk about for a little bit with you. Let's say um, there's a woman listening who may feel like she's really just beginning this journey maybe she's a new believer or or something's happened to open her eyes a little bit to the need to care more about the deep things of God what would you what advice would you give to her for taking her maybe first step in studying theology
1: yeah I think that we cannot neglect biblical theology and so I would encourage her to grab a couple of commentaries I really like Daraf Davis's stuff it's really accessible but he really gets deep into the text Um, and what's going on in the um, the ark of redemption that we found the scripture so i would encourage her to actually read a book of the bible with a commentary if she hasn't done that before because that is so rewarding and you start understanding the narrative of scripture in a in a really profound way and the typologies and all all that stuff that really feeds then into your systematic and in relation to systematics I one book I really like is Needham's writ, um, written a book called Dale um, Daily Readings the Early Church Fathers by Nick Needham and it's just short kind of it's kind of like Spurgeon's Morning and Evening but it's it's Patristic Fathers and it's it's a great book because you can delve into the patristics without feeling that you're completely over your head
0: and mm-hmm. you can
1: understand the language and how they're approaching God and their thoughts and in their devotions. So uh, that's a really good introduction to patristic theology. So um, Nick Needham's daily readings, the early church fathers. um Again, I, I can't um, I can't sell enough John Murray's um, Redemption Accomplished and Applied. It's a really good book for somebody who doesn't have much theological background. Mm. It's very readable and yet he's a he's a very established theologian um and the good portion series a series of uh, contemporary series that i've been involved in is um it's going to be a 10-part series different doctrines um written for women by women and um, mm. the, the first four of those have been published and um, the good portion scripture god salvation and christ and and that's a really another really good way of getting into doctrine yeah
0: let's um let's say instead of someone taking their first steps, let's imagine, if you will, a uh, a woman who's been learning on her own, participating, maybe in equipping opportunities at her local church. and um, now she's feeling like she's supposed to pursue this more formally, if that's the right word, mm-hmm. uh, both for her own growth, but maybe maybe for the purpose of of serving, you know, whether that's, again in church a parachurch or or just her family more faithfully what would what advice might you give to to a woman who is a little further down the road particularly in her personal study uh, who's feeling led towards um maybe formal study
1: yeah i think the first conversation is other than with obvious um, immediate family is to have a conversation with a pastor and an honest conversation um expressing the desire for this um if the pastor has um, got his head screwed on, then he will only ever encourage that, even facilitate. And we have so there are so many different courses available for all different kind of journey points or milestones, if you like. So, um, you know, here in the UK, we've got stuff that just the church member can do, um, kind of night school type situations within local areas. We have the Priscilla course um, at Union. London Seminary run similar things. I mean, you know in the states you guys have like Seminary so Wives type thing, or the Gospel Coalition do women's courses. State A and there's things like that. Um, but then you can progress. So you could just um, you could do a BA, um, and Union offer a BA flex now, so it's very flexible. You can can do your BA online. Um, even though we're based in the, U- the UK you can do it anywhere in the world um, so theological study has never been so accessible as it is now so you know hopefully if you have a good conversation with your with your pastor and he may want to see some fruit of that and, and push push you and push back on that um, there are so many kind of formal avenues for theological study so certainly if we're thinking about a course then I would encourage that um, there's the GDIP at Union for those who have already got a degree but that may not be in theology or the MA for those who have and the, the PhD for those who have got a, a master's. So really there's just, there's just every, I mean, it's amazing how you can you can pick and choose now. The, the, the accessibility of theological study is unprecedented. Um, so it's a good time and I would really encourage her. I would encourage her to find somebody who is going to really champion her in that way. Perhaps another woman or uh, in the church who's going to really um, champion her her study in that way um, mentor her um, in that way and and somebody you can bounce off ideas and get further advice but yeah I, I think talking to your pastor is perhaps the first thing and, and saying like I want to serve the body of Christ and I want to be well equipped for that um, and and yeah do that prayerfully and humbly and and hopefully um, that will be well received.
0: Yeah, when we when we think about the pastor and, and the really think of, of the local church making this perhaps possible, making it more common, what does it look like for a church to encourage and enable women within the body to grow in and and further pursue the study of theology? Maybe another way to ask it, if if I'm a pastor and want to see the women in my church. Uh, go deep in theology and flourish in it. What should I be doing? What should I be thinking about? What should I be attempting?
1: Yeah, I think that the study of theology must start, mustn't it, at, at the church level, um, if not first at the home. So the pastor really has the, the influence to really encourage or to really discourage. And mm. um, I know women who have been, gone up to their pastors and they have rolled on this course and he's felt really threatened been really discouraged discouraging mm. to the woman and kind of like well why why are you doing that and and I feel like sometimes pastors feel that maybe they haven't that I don't know why they feel threatened like they feel that they are not living up to st- some kind of standard that women or other people members want to go and pursue knowledge for themselves maybe they they feel that, that there's some kind of they haven't performed i don't know what it is but anyway i think the most important thing is that pastors do not feel threatened when people say they want to undertake theological study that they encourage them actually they see that as a fruit of their ministry isn't it it's a fruit of your own ministry if somebody within your church comes up and says i want to study theology and that's only ever super super encouraging so yeah i mean i have seen it on both ends really discouraging and they're super encouraging so recently got an, an application Um, through for a woman who said her church elders basically said right you're doing so much now for us we need to pay for you to do theological study and we want to enroll you on this master's I mean that's the way it should be she's serving the church like for free throughout the week and they said right enough is enough we want to equip you even more like we want to um, build you up Um, I don't know if you can hear the ice cream van I'm sorry just just really loud (laughs) Could you hear
0: it? We love ice cream here on the <laughs> refugee yeah. um, All brands. If, uh, if anyone wants to send samples to us, we <laughs> try them.
1: He's a very persistent ice cream man. He just keeps going over and over again, and um, driving around with his tune. Um, yeah. So. So. So, yeah, so and I would say, you know, it, I'd love to hear of a story of a pastor who said, right, here's 50 quid or $50, go and buy some theological books for yourself, to a woman. Mm-hmm. And that would be a breath of fresh um, um, air. And, and I think so much of, of that is also um, making sure that the women's ministry is not fringe in the church, but that it's integrated fully into all parts of the church ministry. I think sometimes ministry church women's ministry can be kind of like well the women just get on and do their own thing and we just let them get on with it whereas to have a pastor who's saying why don't you work through this resource or and and not micromanaging because women don't want that but to to be caring for them and feeding them good resources and and encouraging them to dig deep, deep, deep um, in their bible studies and stuff so yeah there's so many different ways yeah. um, so many different ways
0: mm yeah just like um if i'm I'm pastoring and I'm uh, thinking of say a, a guy in my in my body and and I encounter a great book that I, and I think, oh, I think that he would really be blessed by reading this. Um,
1: mm-hmm.
0: why wouldn't
1: mm-hmm.
0: as I'm also not just shepherding men but shepherding women, why wouldn't mm-hmm. I also from time to time have the thought, you know? she would really enjoy this book too. I'm going to get a copy for her and, and just encourage her to, to explore this as well. Yeah. Um, it it seems like it should be something that, that is just woven into our shepherding in,
1: mm-hmm.
0: in a lot of ways. And yet, um, because of the... I, I, I'm less familiar with the way things are are there in the UK in terms of women's roles in the church, but because of the divisiveness, and uh, mm-hmm. uh, maybe not the because we haven't always handled that well here, it's almost like we're we're just staying away from anything that even looks like <laughs> talking about yeah. gender roles yeah. in. The church. Yeah, yeah.
1: And I think that obviously is a reason why pastors do, do feel threatened. Mm. Um, uh, and I, but um, I think part of the problem is that the conservative Christian culture, like many pastors or elders or men who think theologically have their own studies and all their theology books are there behind their desk in their study. And the women doesn't venture in there. Many women feel intimidated by their husband's theological libraries. And it's the, men's, it's the man's world and they don't feel that they can venture into it. Whereas actually it's the job for the pastor to invite women into, mm. into that. And just you know, this is the vocation of every, every believer. And one mm. thing we need to see is the theological library coming out of the man's study or office and putting it in the living room mm. um, and seeing, even to the point of, like we say to our seven-year-old who is an avid reader, these books are yours as well. You can pick these up um, because theology is for every member of the family not just for a man. Um, And so there's these hidden signals, I think, that we think that theology is just for the vocation of Mm. the clergyman or the churchman, whereas it's for everybody. Mm. Um, And so actually, if we start using that language and cultivating that within the church, then women are gonna feel encouraged and they're gonna feel equipped and like they can actually read this and understand this.
0: Before we get back to our conversation, we want to let you know how you can become a member of the Reformation Fellowship. You've heard our heart here in interviews. You you hear it every time a new episode opens up. You hear we, We're here to gather like-minded, like-hearted gospel ministers to uh, know one another, to encourage one another, and to partner together for the Reformation of Christ Church worldwide. That's what we're about. And if that's your heart, you can go to reffellowship.org and register free membership that gets you access to some some discounts, some free goodies, access to, we're going to do some live, live conversations through Zoom with church leaders, with leading theologians and scholars as well. So go there to, to find out all about the benefits of membership. But I do want to draw your attention to one more benefit. March 22nd, 2022, in Naperville, Illinois, we're going to host a Reformation Fellowship Gathering. It is a gathering for members of the fellowship and special invitees only. So we hope you'll join the fellowship and we also hope you will consider joining us for what we're calling the Welcome to the Fellowship Gathering. This is a gathering of pastors, planters, theologians, and leaders seeking to know and encourage each other as well as to consider an invitation to greater gospel unity and partnership the schedule will include plenary addresses by leaders such as michael reeves dane ortland and dustin binge as well as specific times for intentional networking and fellowship it's a one-day gathering hosted by naperville presbyterian church there in naperville illinois again go to reffellowship.org to join the Reformation Fellowship and to find details about the Welcome to the Fellowship Gathering. That's March 22nd, 2022. We hope you put it on your calendar and we hope to see you there. First, I love that idea. I love uh, for families to be thinking about and, and men to be thinking about where where do I keep my books and, and why.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And um, even if, you know, I, I think, I don't, I don't think I've kept them in my office to keep them away from anyone, mm-hmm. um, but what might be encouraged, what might just happen if I were to put some of these books or all of these books in mm-hmm. places where uh, anyone that visits our house will see them or where my kids will be around them where certainly my wife would not feel like, I hope she wouldn't <laughs> have trouble yeah. in my office, but um, where these are community resources that, that we're sharing because we want everyone around us to go deeper, to learn more, to be better theologians in their lives. So I love that. I love that. Um Sticking with the, the pastor, let's say someone's listening and and their pastor and they say, there's a lot of needs in my church. Maybe they're hearing the encouragement to help women in their body go deep in theology, but it sounds kind of like just one more thing on their plate. I'm, I'm sure no one listening to the Reformation Fellowship podcast would feel that way, but hypothetically, help us understand the benefits to the church when this starts to happen, when women are really released to go deep in theology?
1: Yeah, I think I would point said pastor to um, Acts 18. uh, Priscilla and Aquila come alongside Apollos, and they've heard Apollos speak in the synagogue, and he's preaching um, the gospel, but he is not entirely au fait on the baptism of Christ, and, and maybe there's some Christology stuff there that's that's not quite right. So they pull him aside, and they teach him, and they correct his theology gently, and they they instruct him in the way. Um, and I just think that is such a profound thing. You've got a married couple bringing this guy and, and uh, aside and and lovingly mm. building him up theologically, teaching him, and and that is the vision, isn't it? So if everybody in the church body is well is robust in their theological understanding, then they are going to be feeding one another that. Mm-hmm. And they are going to be feeding that inside the church and outside the church. Yeah. And Apollos, I mean, you know, so what happened? They, they took Apollos aside and then want, what happened? Oh, you don't hear about Apollos ever again. It's Just some some chap. No, not at all. This guy turns and goes back to Corinth and ends up being a really profound preacher mm. um, to, to the point that his name is put alongside Paul's. And Peter's in mm-hmm. other books, and mm-hmm. there's, you know, that people are saying, oh, this is my favorite and this is my favorite. Mm-hmm. Apollos and Paul and, and Peter, kind of like, you know, I like John Piper or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so he becomes he becomes a well-known, well-known contemporary preacher. And um, and 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 this all starts because married couple just bring him aside and correct and admonish him and lovingly discuss and teach and impart. And I think that is the vision you know that if we are well thought through theologically then we are building up the body that's only going to mean fruit Um, and actually probably less work for the pastor because he doesn't have to do it all everybody's building up each other Um, and again that is Paul's vision isn't it
0: yeah no that's great well Natalie as we come to the end of this episode you know we love books around here (laughs) fellowship uh, and other resources so with this topic in mind, you've mentioned a few programs. You've mentioned a couple of books. Are there any other resources that you might recommend to us
1: for um, just to the subject of women in theology, or to for women to read themselves?
0: Yes. For
1: women to read themselves.
0: No, both. <laughs>
1: okay. Yeah, I think. I think at the end of the day. Um, Lots of women feel they they don't read theology because they, they don't have the time. They're juggling children and school runs and jobs and whatever it may be, uh, elderly parents, whatever it may be. And so I would say I wouldn't recommend a resource in the sense of I would encourage pastors to tell their women to just read a page a day and start with a page a day. And don't feel that you need to pick up Bavinck or the Institutes or something and just read the whole thing. But just encourage your people your women to read a page of theology a day mm. and actually it's you'll be a better theologian instead of just skimming through a book really really quickly because it's 400, 400 pages if you meditate intentionally on one page and you're thinking okay how does this relate to that scripture and how does this relate to the doctrine of god or whatever so actually if we're slow slow readers and we're, we're doing theology intentionally in that way we can be better theologians so if, if you don't mind, I won't recommend the resource, but I would recommend the strategy of encouraging yeah. your women to look at just one page of theology a day. Yeah. Because women beat themselves up. They're so good at guilt. They'll say, I'll never be able to read that book. I've got mm. three small children. But if they read one page, they can do that. Then they will be good theologians and they will be growing in their knowledge of the Lord. Yeah. That's
0: wonderful. And that brings us to the end of this episode of the Reformation Fellowship podcast. Natalie Brand, thank you so much for joining us for this second of three conversations. Thank you. Looking forward to uh, our, our third and final one on the next episode. So please join us for that. We're so glad you've joined us here on the Reformation Fellowship podcast. We'd love to connect with you on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And please, in all those places, do not hesitate to reach out. Let us know how we can serve you, pray for you, serve your churches in any way possible. God bless.